everyone, and welcome to Prime Time, bitch. Eh, I mean, welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I am so pleased and honored to have the great Lisa Wilcox on the show today. She is famously known for her portrayal as Alice Johnson in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. It was a blast getting to hear some of her stories from the making of these films, as well as her love for attending horror conventions all around the globe. If you're a fan of Lisa and these films, be sure to check out her awesome filming location videos she did on YouTube a few years back to get an inside look at what these places look like today. Also, I wanted to give a really quick shout out to the makers of Fred Heads, the upcoming documentary dedicated to and in tribute to the great fans of Freddy and their love for the Elm Street franchise. I had the opportunity to get a really cool sneak peek at the film, and man, it's glorious. Be on the lookout for more information on the release of this project in the coming months. Next Sunday, I'm very excited to have Sandy Johnson, a.k.a. Judith Myers from John Carpenter's classic, Halloween, on the show. My buddies and I are absolutely stoked to be interviewing her as well, so we hope you'll be looking forward for that to drop next. Stay tuned because a lot more awesome episodes are on the way. Without further ado, whip out your meatball pizzas, pull on your Christmas sweaters, and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. She's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for thee. I grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. A convention, and then I was home for two days. Where was I? Seattle, home for three days, and then after three, left only home three days, and then I was gone 12 days for a convention, filmed a movie, another convention, and then got home. So, um, and time changes and all kinds of stuff. And the problem right now is you just can't get food, nutrition, yeah, you know. Yeah, you can get some potato chips and a hamburger, but you can't get like nutrition. Yeah. And listen, t- I'm I'm a big, you know, I love my McDonald's Happy Meal and all that <laughs> stuff. I really do, but it's like you get to a hotel at eleven at night, nothing's open. Yeah. You, I mean, I, 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 and then you're exhausted, so you're supposed to get up at seven to get the breakfast. Well, some of these hotels, the breakfast is nothing. I mean, it's like it's terrible. A bagel. You know, it's like to get like meat and vegetables, a salad. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And so I, I came back quite ill, actually, um, indigestion, everything, because I hadn't yeah. had proper food, you know. So anyway, <laughs> I feel better as of yesterday. I feel I feel I'm feeling better, but I've yeah. gotten to eat, you know, proper. <laughs> you look great. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. A couple of weeks ago, I actually saw you with every intention to come say hi to you. And then yeah. I, I was at Steel City Con. No joke. Yeah. Pit, all the way yeah, in Pittsburgh. That was crazy busy. Yeah. Um, I originally I was just supposed to go to just uh, Monster Mania. And then I saw Steel City Con was happening like the very next day, um, you know, just a couple hours away. And so 
I had never met Robert England before. And I was like, shoot, I got to go there and make this happen. And we had already asked you to do the podcast. So I was like, this is the greatest opportunity to come say hi to you. Come say hi to Robert, do all that. I get there for Steel City Con on that last day and get right in his line because I figured, let's just get it out of the way. It's going to be insanely long. Eight and a half hours I waited in his line. Yeah. The whole day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The whole damn day. <laughs> yep. Nope. And that's what I keep hearing from everybody. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, for years, for yeah. years, um, he, he, he's quite popular and um, mm-hmm. he loves to spend time with his guests. Yeah. And, um, but it's worth the wait though. Did you finally get to meet him? Luckily, because they literally tried cutting the line off and I spoke uh-huh. up for everybody around me. I was like, I came from California. If you cut me out of this line, I'm going to flip <gasps> out. And everybody, oh everybody gosh. was like, yes. and then, and then they did end up cutting it though. They cut it like seven people behind me. <sighs> and I was like, all these people have been waiting the same amount of time that I have. I cannot imagine. I know. Oh it's my really, God. I know. I wish they could do a bet. I wish there was a better system, you know, yeah. like everyone had a specific time, like every yeah. five minutes kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why they can't figure it out. To, 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 I, I don't know. The, the don't issue know. is just obviously Robert's a great person and he loves, you know, spending time with each person he meets. He does. And that's, that's what the issue was. was yeah. Like if there was, a, if there was a person there that could just like rush it along, like give each person maybe a minute and not like three, that would have yeah. saved it. Just like have a timer. It probably would work. <laughs> yeah, but that's just not his way. Yeah. Yeah. He just, <laughs> you know, he's he's genuinely interested in what you have to say, mm-hmm. what you bring to his table. You know, we get all kinds of amazing yeah. um old P- PR stuff, posters, you know, and he he really likes to spend time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, he's I, he's, anyway, well, I'm glad you got to meet him. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a wonderful guy. I, I met I met him six years ago. It was a while ago, but it, I remember it was a smaller convention. Like it just it didn't attract a lot of people, unfortunately. So I got mm-hmm. I got to spend a lot of time talking to him, probably more than most. But he was such a wonderful guy. I just could just tell he's very enthusiastic about what he does and just enthusiastic about being at convention events. Mm-hmm. And he loves, loves it. it. That's why I like him. He really about loves him. it. He really does. That was probably, I'm going to bet, like a Walking Dead convention or something. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, we were doing them in, I want to say, Tennessee. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, well, glad you got, y'all got to meet him. He's yeah. my Uncle Robert. What can I say? He's the yeah. Uncle, Uncle Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I was a little bummed I couldn't say hi to you, but I did meet you at my very first horror convention back in 2011. Oh my at, gosh. At the, ah! uh, what was it called? Horror, it. Horror, it. horror find. Horror find. Yeah. Horror that's... find in Gettysburg. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. so cute. So I was like 14. That was my very first horror convention. It was awesome. Yeah. We, <laughs> oh my gosh. We... And you've been addicted to them since, right? Ever since. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we also saw you at a Fangoria Fest at the Montalban two years ago as well. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing conventions. Um, actually for about 20 years that's much crazy since their infancy really i didn't yeah. know i was actually gonna ask you that that's amazing um chiller chiller was my very first one i hear that's a great one yeah chiller. uh yes yes um yeah it is it's very established for sure yeah um when i did it they had set up a tent because the inside mm-hmm. was full yeah. they had set up a tent mm-hmm. which essentially um, blew down. <laughs> oh no! 
anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I know, I know Chiller is really known for their, they get a lot of like guests that nobody else gets. Like they got a, a lot of, uh, yeah, just rare ones, rare appearances. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I remember when I was there, it was the cast from, um, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. Oh my God. One of my favorites. I know. Right. I mean, who doesn't, Literally. I was totally fanning out. <laughs> was, it was, was amazing. Gene, was Gene Wilder still around at the time? Gene Wilder was not there, but all the kids were oh, there. Yeah. Which was super cool to to meet them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, anyway, you know, I love I love conventions. I mean, like mm-hmm. I remember doing. You know, I I totally fanned out. Like Malcolm McDowell was like across from me one time. Oh <laughs> I was god. like, oh my god, it's Malcolm McDowell. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, then I had uh, Barbara Hershey. Academy Award winning actress at a table next to me. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I just got a ticket yesterday for uh, what's called the 50th anniversary of A Clockwork Orange that they're showing at Beyond Fest next month. Yeah. And it's like the, it's the brand new 4k transfer of it too. So it's going to be so sick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Oh my God. That movie. I can't believe it's been 50 years since that movie. Wow. I know my dad, my dad was telling me yesterday, he's like, holy shit, 50 years. I went to see that at the show. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. And what a creepy, crazy, fantastic film that is. Mm, crazy. Big time. So you were already a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise when you got the role as Alice for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master. What was your auditioning process like? Um, well, interesting enough, um, back then I had Virgin platinum blonde hair yep had all the barbazon makeup i think the 80s all the makeup all that and my headshot which back then we only had black and white headshots mm-hmm. anyway nonetheless i looked like a cheerleader so um my i had gotten an agent and manager um from doing theater at ucla and they submitted me and then my manager was like, they're not going to see you. I'm like, well, why? Um, but anyway, I looked like a cheerleader. I just was not the image of what they had in mind for Alice. So anyway, they auditioned hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of actresses. They could not find their Alice. So they went to the reject pile. Hi. And I finally had my opportunity to audition. I went in with like dirty hair, I wore pale yellow, my worst color, and <laughs> no makeup. You know, I mean, I read the script. I fell in love with it. I totally related to Alice in so many ways. And, you know, I went in and I acted. And, mm-hmm. and then um, that weekend, I was getting married, 150 people wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on my honeymoon when I learned that I had gotten the job. Wow. Such an awesome story. Yeah. I mean, it was a surprise, you know? Yeah. And um, thank God I finally got the opportunity to audition. I was like the last yeah. person, ca- I was the last person cast. Yeah. Cause Tuesday was first, right? She got cast yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday likes to say she cast me because um, I think in the callback, I read, uh, we, re- we did a scene together, the scene that happens about, oh, we have matching mm-hmm. luggage again. And it's in front of the school. That's the scene that we did. And Anyway, she apparently was between me and I guess another gal or whatever. And Tuesday's like, no, no, Lisa Wilcox, she's got that something, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's got the flair. And he was like, okay, Tuesday. So (laughs) it's just wild to think that if you didn't go in there and change your appearance like that, you might not even have gotten it. It's crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's what we do as actors. I mean, that's where we have to be chameleons, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then, and then of course they asked me to dye my hair red. They didn't Mm -hmm. want a blonde. Rennie had hired three blondes Mm -hmm. Tuesday night. He reprised the role of Kristen who had to be blonde Mm -hmm. to look like Patricia Arquette. Uh, Brooke (laughs) Bees who played Debbie pale, pale blonde and me blonde. And Rennie's blonde. <laughs> so anyway, they put a wig on Debbie and they asked me to dye my hair. So they instead they did a rinse on my hair every single morning. Anyway, anyway. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, so when they called you to let you know you got the part, how did you first react? Oh my gosh, I was elated because again, I was already a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. I totally loved the role of Alice. It just... <clears throat> excuse me, just resonated with me in, mm. in just so many ways. Because I too, growing up, I was very shy. I was uh, a daydreamer. Mm. I immersed myself in books yeah. um, and, and just became those characters in, in novels and, and whatnot. So um, there was just so much I related to with, um, with Alice. It must have been crazy just knowing that you were joining one of the biggest horror franchises of the 80s, though. That's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was pressure, I guess, but um, I didn't feel nervous about doing the role. I, I don't know. Um, again, I just resonated with Alice so much, and um, I just understood her, you know? Mm-hmm. Really, I felt I really yeah. understood her. So, like, how did it feel to, like, because as a character that ended up replacing the preceding hero, uh, Kristen, in the franchise, I mean, it definitely had to be major. It had to be a surreal feeling, but definitely major shoes to fill. Um, well, I mean, I didn't. How do you mean shoes to fill? Because Chris, well, Tuesday had to fill Patricia Arquette's shoes. Well, yeah. right. But like then, like how Kristen's character was like the hero in the third movie. And then, then of course, you end up taking over because her character was killed off. So like you ended up like filling in those shoes of being the next hero, kind of like how yeah. Kristen replaced uh, yeah, yeah, Nancy. Yeah, I mean, I think the hard, the most difficult part about the role of Alice was to, the for because it's a wonderful character arc that she goes through, you know, from meek and shy and, and quiet to, mm-hmm. you know, kick ass at the end of the film. So the, the biggest, uh, well, challenge for me really was to make sure that was believable because obviously we don't shoot in order, right? Mm-hmm. We don't shoot yeah. scene one through yeah, the end definitely. of the film. Your film was all over the place. So what I did in my script is I wrote who had died, okay, for every single scene, who had died by then, right? So if we're doing scene, you know, 32 in the morning and then scene seven in the afternoon, I could gauge, I needed to gauge my level of strength, the level of you know, strength that Alice had. Yeah, of course. How so good are you? Big challenge. How good are you with nunchucks in real life? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Show us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in fact, I have. Oh shoot! I should have grabbed them. Well, anyway, uh, I I had this idea, and they're handmade by a guy, Gabe Lapierre. Mini nunchucks, little oh, cool. mini nunchucks have a magnet on them. So it's a refrigerator <laughs> magnet. It comes with an extra magnet, so you can wear it like a pin. Oh wow! But my original concept was for it to be a Christmas tree ornament because you can hang it with the chain, right? Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So anyway, but I sell out of them every show. <laughs> I'm waiting for my next yeah. order. <laughs> oh, that's smart. 
<laughs> but they're really cool. They have um, it says uh, Alice the Dream Master on one side, mm-hmm. and the so- that side's just kind of brown, but it's mm-hmm. engraved in red. Alice the Dream Master. The other oh, side so cool. is just red and green stripes. Freddie Wow, you 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 didn't sell those back in 2011, did you? No. Okay, no. so that's more recent. Yeah. yeah just to throw new. just to throw it in there, I like to practice with these rubber ones. I love it. <laughs> do you know nunchucks? Do you know how to play nun? Do nunchucks? I've been, I've been trying to experiment with them, but yeah, they're fun. They're fun to play with. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to take real ones with me in my luggage and sell them. Yeah. Think how cool. Like sign them and then have them hanging on your on your wall or whatever in your office or something. They're great. They really there's are. four states where they're illegal. California. And I, I started getting nervous thinking I'll forget <laughs> and be in a state where they're illegal and then I'll be in jail and that would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. You brought that up. I'm just going to say this real quick. Cause I, it's just funny. Um, when I was a kid, I accidentally put a cap gun in my cousin's suitcase, oh, like a fa- like a kitty, oh. a, a kitty, kitty gun. And this is my family visiting us from Florida. I'm from New York <laughs> and they had to fly back to Florida and they all got stopped by security and literally had to put their hands up against the wall because I put oh a toy gun in his suitcase. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh <laughs> was, my gosh. Like five years oh old. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well then. <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They, they don't take kindly to nunchucks, cat guns, etc. <laughs> no. Do not mess with the TSA. <laughs> yeah. yeah they also, don't around. randomly, I didn't even do this on purpose, but I'm actually drinking from a Freddy cup right now, the tiki mug. <laughs> I literally did not even do that on purpose. This is not planned. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So, who thought it was a good idea to give the stunt double a different color wig during the reverse nunchuck shots? <laughs> You know, um, budget, um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, the, the hair color is, was definitely not Alice's hair color. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. It's <laughs> not like a party city up the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I know it's bad. It's bad. It's funny. Oh man. So, I so live for those moments though. <laughs> So did you have yes. a stunt double? So did you have a stunt double or a martial artist doing like all the flips and punches and kicks during the fight scene with Kristen and Freddie at the end um, of Nightmare 4? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely did. But I did a, quite a bit of it myself too. I yeah. mean, I had done gymnastics in, in high school. So gotcha. I could start, the, I could do a cartwheel. I could, you know, get the, the movement started. Mm-hmm. But, um, but all that flipping and everything, that's definitely meant for a professional. We had Olympiads as stunt doubles. They were amazing. Um, so, um, you know, it made me look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, and it did. It looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I think those transitions, I mean, yes, you have to think, but I think that looked, that went smoothly, like all the uh, action scenes in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, you, there's nowhere, there's no place where you're jarred and going, oh, that's not Alice. That's some, that's another actor, or whatever. <laughs> but definitely the nunchuck behind looking in the mirror, that one is like a dead giveaway. Like, what the heck? And she's <laughs> like five ten. I'm five four. You know, okay, wow. big difference. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. Fun. But I mean, she was brilliant. I mean, a brilliant martial arts person, though. Mm-hmm. But they awesome. sent us to, uh, sent me and Andras to karate school. You know, to mm-hmm. learn stuff that's always great to like learn you know so not do like all of your own stunts but do enough of it to where it can pass on screen people could say oh yeah he's actually doing it 
Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when you see me in the mirror and I'm flipping it around, well, that's me, obviously, because you you see my face. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you know, they want to make sure that, you know, we didn't knock ourselves out, injure ourselves or others. Yeah, of (laughs) course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine what Roberts had to go through with all being tossed around. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. Poor guy. (laughs) So they absolutely knocked out of the park with the effects on this movie. Um, I think that end that end shot of Freddie's like souls escaping from his body is just insane. But do you have like a favorite effect from the movie? Um, a favorite effect? Well, I love you know Debbie turning into the cockroach. I mean, seriously, yeah. so cool. That's pretty. That's really gnarly. <laughs> and the you know the ar- the arms and the, mm-hmm. you know the t- oh my god, so gross. crazy. <laughs> I love that effect. Yeah, I always feel that when I'm watching that. I'm like, oh. I know, right? Feel, it's like, like you're oh. in your funny bone. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> so how exactly, I know you've said this a million times, but how exactly was the movie theater scene shot with your popcorn and drink spilling all over the place and with Alice flying towards the screen? Well, it's interesting. Um, Mick Strong has written a book called Behind the Screens, and mm. he talks about, he was a production designer. Yeah. And he said that the movie theater scene was the most complicated, difficult of the entire movie. Oh, and wow. it was like 14 different kinds of setups. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but what they did is they literally built a stage yeah. uh, horizontally, horizontally, so that you could get that effect of the drinks and the popcorn falling out. Mm-hmm. But the stage was built this way, yeah. not this way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that to get that effect. So all those people that are sitting in the, the seats, are they like strapped down <laughs> or how does that work? Well, no, those like the cast is in their seats normal, yeah. but it's just a quick cut to the, the drink and the popcorn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you just see hands. Yeah. You know, you see Alice and hands and mm-hmm. the drink and that's a cut to yeah. the stage being built like that. I was just saying with the part where you're, you're flying, isn't there a shot of like people in the audience too while you're flying or no? Um, I can't remember. I think I there's a shot once I'm already in the screen and oh, I look okay. out and I okay. see them clapping. I see. Okay. They're clapping, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, we shot in a real theater. Um, Rialto. The, the Rialto in Pasadena, which still exists. Yeah. And uh, a number of movies actually have been shot there. <clears throat> so the exterior of that, the interior of that theater we were in, mm-hmm. uh, then we have the fake theater where it was built like this. Then we yeah. have the screen that effect. I don't even know how the heck they did that going into the black and white. Mm-hmm. Right. Then so we cool. shoot at the crave in, which has now been, which was literally in uh, Culver city. Mm-hmm. Um, it exists. Um, it's not called the Craven. It's like yeah. Monsieur Cook or something. It's and I've actually eaten there, and they have a delicious this little French restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we shot there with the leaves and all that. I remember they had a fan about the size of an I don't know an airplane. <laughs> oh my God, mm-hmm. a huge fan blowing the leaves and dirtying dirtying up the place. Um, it was very involved, very involved scene. Yeah, it's so cool. So yeah, when the, the Dream Master was released, it actually did really well. It made $49 million at the U.S. box office and became the highest grossing Elm Street film until Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, was there any special like marketing tactics that helped sell more tickets at the time? Or were people just dying to get another dose of Freddy? 
<laughs> well, I mean, it had a really great track record with um, the Dream Warriors, which was did almost as well at the box office as well. So yeah. we were, I think, pretty well set up for success because of the popularity of uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like Nightmare 4 was literally kind of a date movie. It wasn't bloody or gory, you know? Yeah. I mean, and you have Freddie wearing Ray-Bans on the beach. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, and the music was amazing. Um, the deaths were interesting. And again, not gory, you know? Yeah. They, it was more clever and great one-liners. So to me, it was a very, very soft R, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the story was so, was good. It was a really mm. good story. Great you know? story. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people could relate to a character like Alice, you know? Absolutely. Because we all have that awkward time in our growing up experience where, you know. You're the shy one. <laughs> we're shy. We're yeah. confused. We're, you know, we're, yeah. Yeah. One of the critics actually praised your performance, stating you had an exceptionally challenging screen debut. Were you happy to hear the positive reviews that you were getting at the time, or was it nerve wracking just hearing them in general? Hearing reviews? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it was, I, I was prepared for them. Okay. I mean, I grew up in doing theater since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And you do equity waiver, you do equity waiver. Mm-hmm plays or equity you know Mm -hmm. you anticipate you can't wait to get the newspaper the next day to see what reviews what the you know they thought of the of the play um so i i was prepared for the worst for the best (laughs) yeah and you went to ucla too for theater as well right yes i did very cool that's awesome. So uh, when you were cast in Nightmare 4, did you already know that you're going to return for part five or did you find out after finishing four? After finishing four. Gotcha. Yeah. We had no idea, but it was, pre- it was pretty short. It was pretty soon, shortly after. Once they decided, once they, you know, decided on where they were going to go from Nightmare 4 and chose their director, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Hawkins, um, and he and I, we just, we had a lunch and mm-hmm. talked about the script and we were good to go. So obviously because the fourth one did was so successful, that probably helped, you know, plummet the fifth one right into production. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, but again, two, but such different stories completely. I mean, Nightmare 5 is so, so much dark, yeah. darker yeah. And, and so many taboo mm-hmm. subject matters back then. I mean, yeah. think of it, 1989, and you're talking about sex before marriage. You're talking about abortion, teen pregnancy, abortion, yeah. so much shit. adoption. Oh, and then we have Greta, bulimia, anorexia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, that yeah. was just like very taboo. Yeah. You know, now, you know, you, you know, three decades later, it, it doesn't phase us like it did no, back then. Yeah. You know, no. so I... I call Nightmare 5 the brave little film. I mean, it just it yeah. touched on so many things that people were uncomfortable. Didn't mm-hmm. They wanted to be entertained. They didn't want to be thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. their teenage daughter getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? uh, <laughs> your character has quite the shift from Elm Street 4 to 5, from the shy, quiet girl to a bloodthirsty warrior, um, which is <laughs> going in for her little trophy kill. <laughs> was it fun yeah. to be able to flip your character on its head and play a totally different but upgraded version of Alice? 
Yeah, it was totally, totally awesome. Um, I mean, I had definitely a lot more screen time in Nightmare 5. In fact, Nightmare 5 is the least, of all the Freddy movies, that's the least amount of screen time of Freddy, of Robert, yeah. um, which is an interesting kind of thing. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was great to be able to, you know, kind of take the reins and be confident in my choices. Um, was it the least amount of kills too? I know he only killed like three people besides him. I think, him I think that's accurate as well. Yeah. 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 I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and it's interesting. I've talked to it, it, it. I would say in the last two years, three years since conventions. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've been doing conventions like 20 years, but the last two or three years, um, Nightmare Five is some people's, I mean, their favorite, you know? Mm -hmm. They love the black and white, the, the comic thing, you know, all that. I mean, mm -hmm. it really got a bun deal in 1989. I think it just, the subject matter was too intense. Mm -hmm. And some people, some critics have said that that's kind of when that, like horror films were peaking. Yeah. Yeah. Was 1988 and it was starting its downhill turn. Yeah. Um, so anyway. 1988 was an incredible year for horror. You had Child's oh. Play, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It was crazy. Friday Part 7 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. wow. Um, I forgot what but you yeah. But yeah, um, when Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child came out, it was certainly thrust into the abortion debate. Uh, some viewers were taken aback from, you know, the pro-life stance. Uh, were there any issues with this when the film was released or not really? Um, no, the issues were more about the, um, Danny's death turning into the motorcycle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was the ratings problem. Uh, they had to keep editing cause the, the ratings, they said, no, it's too violent, too violent, too violent, too violent. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. and there were actually, uh, people who, who, um, were outraged by the violence, um, like in Westwood, California, where UCLA is, you know, yeah. <laughs> people were outraged by the violence in Nightmare 5. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember the producer was like, good, that's more publicity for the film. <laughs> <laughs> people yeah. were like picketing, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like you said, some people still still consider it the best one to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's their favorite one. Mm -hmm. That's Honestly, what's yeah. so interesting about this franchise, though, is it's like one of the only franchises like that where there's literally fans of each one. You know, like yeah. some people interesting. Think the second yeah, one's, the second one's the yeah, best. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, like, I don't know. What are your favorite? My favorite is the first one because that was terrifying. That yeah, by far the best death is Tina's death. Yeah, I mean, little girl in a white nightgown in this upside down room. Amazing. Fighting for fighting something she can't see. Oh my god, it's terrifying. Game changing to me. <laughs> and then uh, I love Nightmare Three. Yeah, and and four. Those are my three favorites. Those are your favorites. Do you have a do you have a least favorite? <laughs> the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with that. Maybe the remake, although it was no fault of their own. It's just no, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's you you gotta have Robert England playing Freddie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I do love played. the actor that played Freddie, though. He's great and everything else he's in, but just was not a right fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, J Jackie Earl Haley, huge fan. He's amazing. Incredibly talented, incredibly yeah. talented. So it. And again, it's like no fault of his own. It's just yeah, that character yeah. is owned by Robert. And he's the cool kid on the motorcycle in Bad News Bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. 
you know, what I like about three, what I especially like about three and four so much was how they had bands, you know, promoting the movie too, like Doc and promoting the third movie and then the Vinnie Vincent invasion promoting uh, the fourth one too. As no, well. that's a great point. That's a great yeah. point. And, you know, I, Nightmare 4, uh, I think Robert kind of coined the phrase is the MTV version of yeah. uh, Street. <laughs> I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I think I think four and five was like the turning point in the series where they were just becoming like really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like yeah. they got to just play around with more and they didn't have to take it like as seriously as like, oh, we got to make this like super scary. I think I think that was like the turning point. But yeah, it was um, they were getting clever. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Just being clever, you know, with the lines yeah. and the script and the story and yeah. and, uh, you know, to laugh along with being also terrified. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What a great the, mix, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would have got stale if they just kept going with the same like formula each film, you know? Yeah. No, I, I do too. And I think that's what's unique about A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's mm-hmm. a very, to me, the, like, it's a very intelligent. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, the movies are intelligent. You know, they're smart. Mm-hmm. They're witty. They're, mm-hmm. yeah. Take you by surprise. Yeah. absolutely i mean there's very little blood there's not a lot of blood yeah you don't need to have over the top gore and blood to be good and terrifying you can just have that those jump scares that can just really keep you on the edge of your seat too yeah Yeah, totally i just like when they can get in your head though that's the best oh absolutely yeah when what when they can get in, get into your head and like you're thinking about the movie for like days and you can't go to right right that's the best um Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, has one of the most erotic openings ever. Was that yeah. awkward at all to shoot? <laughs> um, that was not me. <laughs> okay. That was body I was double. not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was a body double, so I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a body double uh, even when um, the shower scene, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. thrown into this crazy asylum situation. Uh, the backside, not me, body yeah. double. Um, in fact, I had a bathing suit on that just was cropped like here, okay. you know, a full bathing suit, but cropped here. And I remember we were filming, you know, me, my face, whatever. And they're like, we keep seeing the edge of the bathing suit. Can you pull it down further? And I'm like, honey, this ain't going down any further. <laughs> it's going down as far as it can go. <laughs> okay. That's so, so that funny. was so because I had never wanted to do nudity in a, in a film. It was just a personal choice. Yeah. I just felt like I knew I wouldn't, I wanted to have children. Yeah. And I just, I just was mortified by the thought of my kids <laughs> being at school and showing their, their friends. friends seeing their mom <laughs> naked in a movie. Yeah. I just, no, I just could not Hilarious. tolerate that. You know, no, I just of couldn't do it. Hey guys, yeah. check this out. It's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I, it's, I'm not judging those who do it. That's, I mean, you know, but yeah. it's just that's a personal choice. No. Of course, yeah. So, how shocked were you when they decided to kill off? They were gonna going to kill off Dan's character in Nightmare Five. I was kind of bummed. I mean, also, so it's like now I'm gonna be, you know, <laughs> without a husband, without a father for my child, you know, yeah. which is another dark element about Nightmare. <laughs> you know especially is the so way he sad. dies too the way he dies too it's so over the top it it actually haunted me as a kid when i saw it i won't lie really <laughs> <clears throat> i um yeah that motorcycle and that 
oh, that scene when it's like going into his veins and his oh. leg and oh, oh my god, oh my Oof. god, it's it, that was pretty, yeah, yeah. I can see why Memorable. people were probably mad about it back then. <laughs> honestly one of my favorite moments is literally just nightmare four where you guys keep running out of the diner and, and you're just like this again <laughs> i think we've yeah, done this before yeah um, <laughs> in fact if you ever get the opportunity when you go to a convention that robert's at yeah and do a panel he has said on many occasions his very favorite scene and all of the all of the films is that scene the, the looping really the, looping, the repeating yeah wow he thinks it's so brilliant no, it it's is. really well done. Definitely. Was that fun to shoot or kind of annoying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was, well, it was more like how, and we did do many takes. Yeah. And, but each one is subtly different. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was challenging. It was yeah. challenging. Yeah. Cause you got to make it, you know, line up correctly. <laughs> line up and yet be somewhat, you know, so we shot it many, yeah. many times. And then in the editing room, they, Mm-hmm. chose which ones they wanted you know yeah well, you guys killed it on that absolutely thank you <laughs> um so what is, what is robert england like behind the scenes he seems like a very calm and collected dude that's just like very intelligent and easygoing uh it must have been funny to see him just like flip the acting switch and just get into character each scene it, yeah definitely and you just described it exactly i mean we would be in the makeup trailer because remember i'm getting a rinse pin on my hair every morning and Robert's getting his makeup put on, which took hours. So we spent a quite a bit of time together in the makeup trailer. Yeah. And, um, but literally I remember we were having this conversation. He was redoing his bathroom. He and Nancy <laughs> had just gotten married, his wife. Yeah. And they were redoing their bathroom and, and I love uh, interior design. So we were talking mm-hmm. like about tiles and grout color and this kind of thing right as he's being you know assembled into robert into freddie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then but you know by then i mean he could slip you know click of his switch he was ready yeah. that's awesome that's so yeah. cool so what was your most funny or most memorable moment working with him um we didn't have you know, we're working like really intensely and there's the yeah. schedule. And so I, I mean, there's nothing really, okay, here's, here's what's funny. Um, so we finished filming and Robert and his wife, they met, I think on nightmare three. Yeah. Um, anyway, they had a, a wedding, uh, after, you know, like a wedding party thing. <laughs> They're already married, but they're having this wedding get together at this restaurant. I don't even remember the restaurant. So I, um, and this is a few weeks after we finished filming. So I'm letting my hair, you know, which was stained from the rinse, but anyway, it's slowly coming back to blonde and I'm wearing a black cocktail dress. I'm at the bar smoking a cigarette and Robert comes in and he didn't recognize me. What he did a double. He's like, I'm like Robert. It's Lisa. He's like, what? What? Because <laughs> mind you, I was Alice, yeah. and I'm wearing frumpy clothes, and my hair yeah. was red, and whole different thing. And here I'm like, you know, sexy cocktail dress and so uh And this is a story that Robert's told. I was I, I only learned this because Robert shared this story yeah. one time at a panel that we were doing i was like oh my gosh oh my god so so that that was very um amusing and a compliment it's like oh (laughs) i am a chameleon thank you (laughs) it works but yeah 
So what do you believe was the most challenging scene that you had to film in either Nightmare 4 or 5? Um, most challenging... Must have been the loop, right? Oh, okay, had maybe, be. maybe that uh, and the loop and also my shoes were a little too big. So one of the shoes kept fall, fall, flying off when we were running. Really? So I had to run around the restaurant and the shoe kept oh, flying off. Awesome. Um, you know, if, if, if nothing was really, cause there's not, I didn't, I was not involved in a lot of the special effects. You know, if yeah. you were asked this question of the gal who, you know, of Debbie, mm-hmm. Um, Brooke Thies, who turns into a cockroach. Believe me, she had challenging scenes, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, the prosthetic arms and all that stuff. So, I mean, nothing was particularly <laughs> challenging, I would say. Again, I think, which I mentioned earlier, was making sure that I was true to the character arc of wow. Alice. That yeah. was by far the most challenging, to make it believable mm-hmm. that she didn't, oh, she just went from shy girl to kick ass girl. What, what happened here? You know what I, mean? <laughs> um, I, it was, it, w- it was meant everything in the world to me to make my progression gradual and believable. Well, that's, that's perfect character development right there though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, Brooke. So listen, this is what you're going to be doing today. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and then like Toy Newkirk, you know, she dies of the asthma attack. I mean, yeah, that's they crazy. were in that classroom forever and his dentures would fall out into her mouth and the kids. Yeah. And, oh my God. They, you know, and then she had to have the be the doll become the, oh my gosh. When I hear their stories, I'm like, holy well, moly. You no, know, I had, I had none of those kinds of ta- challenges. I wonder if anybody kept her doll. Cause that was, that was a really scary looking like little corpse. <laughs> it was, right? Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I feel like back then though, they threw out a lot of stuff, sadly. Um, sadly. Yeah. That's like kinda... we didn't even think to ask, Hey, can I keep the bracelet? Can I keep yeah. my jacket? Can I keep that? I mean, yeah, we didn't even think of it, unfortunately. But nowadays everybody's like, damn, I wish I kept that. Cause I would have been oh, a lot it's of money. in your contract now. I yeah. keep all my props and my wardrobe. <laughs> so smart. Yeah. Auctions are yeah. ridiculous nowadays. So funny. Yeah. So how does it feel to have a leading lady character that didn't get killed off? <laughs> well, <Alice lives. laughs> um, in, the, in the beginning, you know, cause nightmare six, they, it's, it's a completely different storyline. I mean, it's like Alice yeah. and Jacob never existed. Yeah. In fact, the rest of the series, it's like Alice and, Jacob just, you know, fell off the face of the planet. Um, So at first I was really like, I didn't get my death scene. This is just not right. Darn it. I want my death scene, you know? But then one day, I think I was at a convention actually. I I went, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Alice lives. Alice (laughs) lives. How awesome is that? Right? Yeah. In fact, that's when I started. I got, I had a pin designed Alice lives, you know? Um, and I realized that's actually my motto Mm -hmm. and you can survive a monster. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. I still need to get one of those pins. You still have them. (laughs) I have, I have the mini nunchucks are coming in and they say, I'll show you at the end of the show. I have one over here. I have one. (laughs) And you you still have pins? No. Oh, they're gone. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to make a bootleg. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Um, were there any cool like rap parties for either of the films? Like once you finished? Um, I threw a big party. I was, uh, I had, I, again, I found out on my honeymoon that I had gotten the role 
And so yeah. anyway, we, we, you know, we cast, we went to the theater, which was sold out and saw and everyone reacted and, you know, it was a hit. Mm-hmm. And I actually had through a big party at my um, in-laws house in, mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. And I actually still have photographs from my camp, my, my camera. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Of, uh, us cast at hanging out at a party. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So the overall reaction at both movies were pretty great. Um, just amongst the cast and crew at the premieres. Yeah. Everyone yeah. enjoyed it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your parents' first reaction to seeing you in these movies? <laughs> uh, no, they were so proud. They, yeah. they were very proud. Um, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street was a known film series, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but they were always very supportive of my, uh, when I finally cho- decided I wanted to be an actor, Mm-hmm. Uh, very supportive. My before I could drive, my mom, poor mom, was driving me to playing rehearsals every night <laughs> and <laughs> picking me up. And oh my gosh, she she was a wonderful mother, um, and uh, you know just supportive. But you know they did say that's fine. You go to UCLA. I mean, not an easy school to get into. Um, oh yeah. It, it, but they're like, just get a college degree. You know, to whatever major you want to do, Lisa, just get a college degree. Yeah. So I did choose theater mm-hmm. although i did change my um my major to um anthropology for a semester <laughs> <laughs> for one semester <laughs> anyway yeah and then you switched it back i switched it back because it was going to take too long because i'd already yeah. done classes towards my theater yeah. degree you know so i was like ah screw it Just Makes go sense. back to theater <laughs> So Robert England might never don the makeup again, but I sure would love to see a live rendition of that end credit song where he raps. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he drops some serious bars on that thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you think he'll ever put the pizza face on again for the photo ops? I don't think so. No, yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. It's a I lot. I don't think so. I'm not getting that vibe from him. No. Because I know that like CJ Graham, he dresses up as the yeah. character. Jason. Um, I know some actors have been, you know, going mm-hmm. in, you know, Phyllis Rose, whatever, yeah. um, have gone into it. But those kind of costumes are not nearly as elaborate as what Robert would have to yeah, do. Yeah, it is a lot to of To have that face put back on. Yeah. No, yeah. I can imagine it. The, the amount of time it takes just to get the makeup on is insane. Four and a half hours. No, it's totally oh crazy. God. Yeah. So uh, during like the era of a uh, Nightmare Four and Five when it was released, how often did you get stopped by fans or recognized out in public? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, interesting enough, um, yes, I would get recognized. But see, and I read an article about this: the most recognizable feature of a person is their hair color, yeah, <laughs> and their hairstyle. Okay. So I'm now gradually going back to my blonde hair, yeah. right? not redhead anymore so people wouldn't put it together i would get i would get more things like did i go to college with you <laughs> you know wow. <laughs> but i do remember being in a dress shop um and two teenagers were standing there and they were just like isn't that that's alex johnson and they're just talking to each other and i'm just i'm a human being but it's, it's kind of like <laughs> you're treated like an inanimate op- object yeah <laughs> you know so um it, it was it was very interesting um when i would go to um uh, you know get invited to other premieres or whatever yeah. 
uh, my husband became known as Mr. Wilcox. Oh my God. <laughs> That's my maiden name, right? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that. Oh no. <laughs> and we're divorced. Oh, wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a great reputation amongst your fans at the convention scene for being very laid back, polite, and conversational with everyone. What keeps you so humble and how do you still balance the Alice character with your real life after 30 years? Oh my gosh. I'm, th- I'm so, uh, that makes me so nice to hear that. Um, oh yeah, thank you for sharing that. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I think honestly, it's maybe just my, my upbringing, you know, yeah. there, there's a saying that my mom uh, would say is get off your high horse. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> like there was not, none of that stuff was allowed in our family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not your, no snob, snobbery, mm-hmm. no judging, no, you know, no, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely not allowed in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, a good upbringing, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, it's like, I genuinely, I love hearing the stories that people bring to my table yeah. and talk about how Alice inspired them or Alice helped them through a bad time. Or, yeah. I mean, that's one of the joys and beauties of being an actor and to have impact, you know, um, it's like, it's just a wonderful thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel really, really grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a very good natured person. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what is the weirdest fan interaction you've ever had has there ever been one? Oh boy i always no. love hearing these because i hear people get stalked and like all these weird stories no i have not i've that's not good. had any i honestly that's good no i i have had no um i i, I mean there's guys who dress like with the hockey mask or you know yeah. jason or whatever and they're just being their cosplay self, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're not singling me out, although they do creep me <laughs> out, I will say. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I've, ne- I've never had anything bizarre happen. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, it stays that way. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you live in Nevada now? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay. So how are you liking it? And what made you leave California? Oh, I absolutely love it here. I've been coming to Nevada for about 30 years because my parents mm-hmm. have lived here. So twice a year, yeah. I'd be coming out with the kids and, okay. and whatnot, typically Christmas and 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I've always liked it. Um, LA was a place, a, dest- you know, a destination you had to live in to be an actor. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where the, all the auditions are and where you pick up your sides and your scripts and go run by yeah. your agent's office and all that. But um but what's happened now, um, and then I left acting for quite a while, yeah. raising my children. I'm divorced, so I had to stay in LA because yeah. that's where dad was, you know, yeah. you know, keep things cons- consistent. Um, but it was pretty much, you know, when the kids, you know, grew up and out of the house, I I started looking at uh, Nashville. I love Nashville. Love Nashville. I was living in Colorado. I was considering Texas. Yeah, all good places. Um, I knew I was. I wanted to get out of Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles like in the '80s, and that was yeah. a really good time. And and it was a really cool city, and you could maneuver around. But the city has just yeah. become so congested, so expensive, um, and rude. It's become rude. Yeah. It used to be considered kind of a cool, hippy dippy kind of yeah. place, you know. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's yeah. it's now 
full of snobby wealthy people and yeah. I I'm sorry I have friends there that I adore yeah. and I love I'm making a yeah. general statement but it's just the whole vibe changed yeah and the city's falling apart literally, um, literally. Um, it's it's it needs it's and right now like Wilshire Boulevard is under constant construction to, to, to go half a mile can take 20 minutes you know yeah so, <laughs> so it just wasn't a fun place to live anymore you know yeah. So I finally settled on um, Nevada is close enough to California to drive in, you yeah. know, and of course I, I moved to Nevada and I booked like three Los Angeles jobs, <laughs> yeah, <right after> that. <laughs> which is always the way, but yeah. pretty much all I need is an airport because all the films I do, yeah. they oh, are, yeah. you know, I just finished filming in South Carolina. I'm going to be Ooh. filming in Kentucky. I'm going to be, uh, nice. I, I mean, and actually I'm doing a film that films in Las Vegas. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. So perfect. I, I just need it. And then the conventions, of course, are all over the country, all over the world. I just need an airport. <laughs> yeah. And you got Days of the Dead's right there. That one convention's right in Vegas. Yeah. 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 That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nick Benson has an amazing museum in, in Las Vegas. Um, Nick Benson did special effects. You, mm -hmm. you remember when Freddie turns, you know, is the, the puppeteering that happens yeah. when he explodes. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Benson was a big part of that. Um, he's also done many other films. Um so I have, I have friends and family here, so it's, it's great. There you go. So if you ever had the opportunity to come back as Alice, either in a reboot or another sequel picking up after the original franchise, would you ever return? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. They need to like hurry up. Yeah. Of yeah, Let's definitely. get this done. Okay. <laughs> New line and, cinema. And bring I it back to life. Ultimately, I would get my death scene. And I think. <clears throat> it would be some kind of sacrifice for my family and my son. Yeah. I wonder who they would cast to play Jacob if they would bring Wit back or something like that. The kid from Jurassic Park. I know, Park. right? Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> Let me just say, you age greatly. So you would be perfect for that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank yeah, of you. course. It's uh, all that red wine and cigarettes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Iced black coffee. <laughs> um, so you actually did some really awesome filming location videos on the films. What made you go out and do that? Um, you know, I, I think I was just kind of bored and yeah. I wanted to like do something fun. Yeah. And I think YouTube is such a fantastic invention as it were. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and I would, and then also out of my own curiosity, I wanted to revisit these places, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it was such a wonderful, you know, trip down memory lane. Uh, I'll tell you, and I, I'd love for anyone who's listening, please, please do check them out. How many did I did six? I think I did. Six. Yeah. I was going to say it was like four or five, six, four yeah. or five, six. Yeah. Um, but my favorite one was going back to the Johnson house and uh, which yeah. is in Burbank. Yeah. Right uh, that's where that was. Um, yeah. So that's Rick and Alice's house and dad. Uh, and I, I visited it and it's absolutely adorable. So I did this very like bare bones skeleton crew. I had my friend David who had video equipment and the camera yeah. and myself. And um, I figured out the schedule, of which places we were going to hit each day and whatever. So we're there and um, that is, it's gated, kind yeah. of gated. You can see the house, but it's kind <laughs> of gated. And I do my thing and I, um, I'm, I made... <laughs> 
um, nunchucks because they're illegal in California. Yeah. And so I made them out of paper towel holders and a chain. <laughs> and so this episode is starting that. So we film on the sidewalk, did not Super go onto the property, do our thing, jump in my Jeep. And David's putting the equipment into the trunk or whatever. And <laughs> this lady's coming out of the house. And <laughs> David's like, Lisa. And I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. And so I hop out. I'm like, hi. I. And she's like, were you filming my house? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. We, we were on on the sidewalk and I'm so sorry I played Alice Johnson in Nightmare on Elm Street and we're and she's like oh you're Alice you're Alice oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh she was so excited yeah in fact she brought us onto the property that's we got funny. to film the back of the house because that's where Rick comes is, out of the window you know, oh he's jumping out the window eventually I jump out the window too and she brought us inside the house the kitchen and the dining room are identical to what wow. they were when we filmed in 1988. <laughs> and then she asked me, would you do that scene when you throw the bowl at your dad? Will you, will you re could you redo that scene? I'm like, <laughs> sure. And so she gives me a Tupperware bowl. <laughs> and I don't know how oh I remember the lines, but I did. Because yeah. we were talking, this is like 28 yeah. years later. And I did it for her. Anyway. So that's a little story. Um, we didn't get to tape inside the house and we didn't get to yeah. tape redoing that scene, but, but there you go. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't want you to see the inside of the house or she didn't, she didn't want you to film it. She didn't want us to film inside the house. Uh, oh, gotcha. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure why. And she didn't want to be filmed either. Cause she had just had, just had surgery. So she had like a bandage on her neck and stuff uh, like that. So, um, but, um, still cool though. But anyway, yeah, it's very it, awesome. Every location I went to, something surprising and wonderful actually happened. Yeah. So anyway. So back in the year 2000, you and Tuesday Night started a, a line of jewelry called Toe Brights, in which you both garnered a bunch of celebrity clients like Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore. How long were you guys able to keep that going? Um, we had it for about eight or nine years. Um, wow. And I, this was something we just started from home, literally. Yeah. And, and it grew and it grew and it grew. I mean, we had boutiques, we had huge distribution in Japan. I actually went to Japan Jeez. several times and did Japan wow. uh, shopping network out there. I yeah. mean, it was just, we were in like every magazine and literally this was just a little thing we started from home. Um, and, uh, but unfortunately the recession happened and so uh, boutiques and stores. We were even in Nordstrom's actually. Um, wow. Couldn't pay their bills. Yeah. So, so if we don't have money coming in, we can't exist. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it was a wonderful, wonderful ride. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought you were wearing one of them right now. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Well, no, but it could have been definitely. Yeah. And it is Sarashvi crystal. Um, Very yeah, cool. yeah, because our the thing with our toe rings and everything was had to be Swarovski, yeah. Um, so last night I was actually really fortunate enough to check out a screener of the upcoming uh Fred Heads documentary that one of my friends is producing, Jeremy Moorhead. Uh, it's really fantastic. I hope you guys get to see it when it comes out. Uh, it's just really cool, and all it's like all the fans are basically being interviewed, and it's like a big tribute to the fans of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Oh my god, I can't wait! The Fredheads are awesome. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Uh, I guess that's like on the way though, so probably okay. spring, spring or something. 
Uh, but we have like a quick speed round here that we always ask at the end of every episode. We just ask a lot of bullshit questions and uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so okay. what's your uh, favorite horror movie? Carrie. Oh, nice. thank God. I love Carrie so much. So I do too. I can so jelly. relate to her. So, so relate good. to her. So much. <laughs> I was bullied as a kid. Oh my gosh. Anyway, and yeah. literally, literally Carrie and Pet Cemetery are the only movies that scare me. Really? I swear to God, Carrie, every time I watch it, like my night is ruined. Like in terms of like going to sleep, it's just not going to happen. I know. <laughs> Piper I know. Laurie is just. Carrie oh. and uh, Rosemary's Baby is pretty creepy too. Ooh. Fantastic yeah. movie. Grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Grape. <laughs> Thank, yes. you. Thank you. Thank That's you. the answer we always want. Absolutely <laughs> grape. <laughs> and I don't like strawberry. Way better. <laughs> Dream master or dream child? Dream master. Of course. Favorite well, it's because it's the beginning of Alice. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just the, the complete... creation of Alice. I mean, normally I say to that question, "Yeah, did you ever see the movie Sophie's Choice?" And she has to choose between her, her daughter, her son, who's going to live, you know. <laughs> yeah. But Dream Master, because it's the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Favorite Freddy kill could be any. Yeah, any any film. Uh, Tina, Tina, Nightmare One. It, that is really hard to top. That is pretty much the best one. Agreed. It's just so bloody and terrifying. And this innocent girl in a white nightgown. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Oh, it's amazing. Shout out to Chase Sue Garcia, her boyfriend. He's awesome. We had him on. <laughs> yes. Oh, you uh, did? Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, dude, I, I just want to say, Amanda, I met her too when I met you that first time. You guys were both so cool. You were like seated right next to each other. Yeah. Oh, no. Amanda and, Amanda and I are, we're like super, super, nice. super, super good friends. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know what? That's really quick. That's actually what I was going to say when we were talking about the filming location thing that you did and you know how like the people came out, we actually went to Tina's house and we were doing a filming location video that's on YouTube. I remember. Oh, that. really? Yeah. I, remember that. I swear to God. And we went to Tina's house and the guy came out. I remember <laughs> that. And we were filming. I remember that. We were filming. Oh my God. How cool. Where is the Tina house? Venice it, Beach. Venice. Yeah. It's in Venice. Oh, Venice. wow. Okay. Yeah. How cool is that? Same as like the bridge, like Johnny Depp's on and Heather Langenkamp. That's all Venice canals and stuff. Yeah, it's like right in the back Neat. there. Is where, it's like right where his arms come out, like and they're like really long and he's scratching. Yeah. That's, that's right there. Yeah, actually, that's right wow. behind Tina's house in real life. Yeah. Too. That's why that's a great location to visit. Absolutely. But yeah, the guy oh, was like, fun. the guy was like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, he's like oh, we're just filming you know, a video I'm, for Freddie. Yeah, I'm filming a Nightmare on Elm Street filming location video. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you know, the uh, the alley's right behind. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go over there like in two seconds when you step out of my shot. <laughs> That's so awesome. I know it's like yeah. you go to these places like at the Rialto. Um, so cool. The owner was there. Like he was showing it to because they were re- um, I could, we couldn't, couldn't go inside because they were redoing it inside yeah. and stuff. The owner was there and got to talk and yeah, I got and he actually he's in the video. Yeah. Oh, is that the guy that? Oh, yeah. Uh, At the Rialto, that was not planned. He he, he owns it now. That's there. the guy that owns, <laughs> you know. He's the guy that owns it though now. Uh yeah, and he's about uh, he was revitalizing the theater and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, yeah, he he'd been but going there since he was a kid. That was not a planned scheduled thing. He just happened to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's awesome. I love when that happens. Anyway. <laughs> he's he's been going there since he was like a little kid, right? That guy, maybe. I yeah, don't he said that. he like he worked there for like thirty years or something. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have to rewatch my own show. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great video though. I loved it. <laughs> um, what's your reaction to the 2010 remake in one word? 
what's my reaction to the 2010 remake? In one word. In one word. <laughs> oh, in one word. Oh, that's so terrible. You guys are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. All right. Uh, mediocre. Uh, Fair enough. Perfect. Favorite horror convention? (gasps) Monster Mania. Yes. (laughs) We're always stirring the pot. (laughs) I know. I love Monster Mania. I've been going there for 15 years to where, and they have the most loyal staff, volunteers, to where Mm. I know them. I know their children. I've known them since their children were, you know, little yeah. grasshoppers and now have gone off to college, you know? Yeah. So it's really like family. Yeah. That really was a really cool horror convention. That was my first time I went there actually last month. Cool. Really cool. So what's your best city to visit? Best city to visit. Yes. I live in it now. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Scariest movie you've ever seen. Yeah. The most what? Scariest, Scariest movie. movie you've ever seen. Scariest, The Exorcist. Yeah, definitely. Everybody yeah. says that, and I, I seriously, ever since I was a kid, I thought that movie was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. I just maybe it's because Scary Movie Two kind of like ruined it. I don't know if you ever seen the Scary Movies okay. where they kind they parody it. I have seen Scary Movie, yes, yes, but no, The Exorcist because I grew up in Missouri, yeah, and in St. Louis, and during that time, there like it was in the newspaper there was an exorcism that happened. At at this place in St. Louis. Oh, no. And then the exorcist comes out and we were all as kids like freaked out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Possession movies are definitely freaky though. Like there's, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. I'm sorry to stir the pot once more, but most embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what? Okay. Uh, most embarrassing moment um, will be, um, I'm in Missouri. I'm doing a play called MASH. You know, the TV show MASH. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a small role in it playing Ms. Randazzle. And the scene takes place in front of the curtain. Okay. Oh, All right. So think of the title Ms. Randazzle. I'm a secretary and I'm wearing, you know, spike high heels, pencil skirt, red lipstick, you know, da, 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 yeah. da, da. the scene <laughs> is between me and my boss and I'm going to sit on the desk and I'm going to take his notes and I cross my legs and you know, this kind of thing. It's yeah. a comic relief kind of play kind of scene. Okay. So it's opening night, 400 people in the audience. I'm strutting, doing my thing. Yeah. And, uh, one of the footlights was not locked. Oh no. Uh-oh. So my foot goes down. <sighs> oh. <laughs> my pencils, stand up pad, go flying. <laughs> I, my shoe, my, he are, is, was this very strappy shoe yeah. is literally dangling off of my ankle and I'm oh, stuck. No. I can't get out. I, I'm, I'm so, so the guy who's playing my boss, he starts to improvise with me. You know, he's like, Oh, you had a little too much drink there. Ms. Randazzle, <laughs> you know, all this. And the audience thinks this is part of the skit. Part of the skit. <laughs> oh no. And I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> Oh my god! So anyway, <laughs> backstage they finally realize something's going on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's playing Hawkeye sticks his head out and he helps to untangle me from this evil footlight. I put my shoe back on, collect my props, and proceed to do the scene. Oh, so that so is you, my most embarrassing moment. Well, you guys went with it at least, so most people didn't. We realize. went with it. We did. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, favorite food? Pizza. 
Yes. Ooh. Any particular city for pizza? Um, not LA. Come on. Yes, it's Shakey's in La- Shakey's Pizza. Really? And it's not in every city or town. Um, they are in Los Angeles. They have two yeah. shops, two restaurants in Los Angeles. Pretty sure they're still in the Midwest, but yeah. I love Shakey's Pizza. It's my favorite sausage pizza. Sausage. They, they got they got good pizza. I like their, their pizza. I love their sauce. I just yes. love their sauce and their crust. Oh my god! I that's one thing I do miss from Los Angeles because they yeah. don't have Shakey's here in Nevada. Best pizza you're gonna get is in Buffalo, New York. Just gonna say that's that, oh, yeah. that's our hometown. That is- that's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfectly greasy and just great. <laughs> but you Love know, it. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that you can even eat pizza after that soul food scene. I'm. Listen, my my nickname growing up was Lisa Pizza. <laughs> Why is that? Because I love pizza. Oh, because you love pizza. Oh, okay. I thought it was because you had acne Funny. or something. Pizza no. <laughs> quick, Lisa Pizza. Quick, quick story: the pizza scene in Nightmare Four. My fiance saw that. She said she could never eat pizza the same way ever again. I know. I've had so many people tell me that it like turned them off the pizza. I At least know. for meatball, meatball. Definitely pizza. sausage pizza. <laughs> yeah, no more meatballs. <laughs> uh, best, best Freddie line. Like, what's your favorite one liner? Oh gosh, a Freddy's. Yeah, it could be any movie. Um, too. I really love. You can check in, but you can't check out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love, I love that line. Yeah, that's a good one. Perfect. Yeah. Who would win in a fight, Freddy Krueger or Leatherface? <laughs> Ooh, I think, I think mm. we already know the answer. Oh, well, Freddie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a sneaky one, that one. I can't even imagine imagine Leatherface dreaming. He's probably just like shaking all over the place. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's uh, funny. All right, here's the last one. What are you most proud of? Mm. Most proud of my um, my my children. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to promote or any upcoming appearances that you'll be attending soon? Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, I'm going to be doing the Atrox Haunted House in Alabama in Ooh. October. Uh, I want to say I leave on October 7th. So the Very show cool. is that weekend. Uh, we'll be at uh, Spooky Empire in Orlando, Florida. Awesome. Um, Very excited like about doing that one because the last time I was supposed to do that show, uh, Hurricane hit. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So it didn't happen. So I haven't actually done Spooky Empire and probably like was it Hurricane Matthew know, seven in years 2016? or something. Was, it that? was it Hurricane Matthew in 2016? It was two, yeah, it was 2016. I was living in Florida at the time. We, yeah, South Florida didn't get hit pretty hard, but I know Central Florida got hit pretty, oh, pretty oh, good. Kane oh, Hodder was, was doing crazy. a. I, no, I, uh, I actually went to Orlando early because I had friends in Boca Raton. So I was I riding a car to go see them before the show. And I got in and Kane Hodder had gotten in too, but everyone else had a chance to cancel their flights because mm-hmm. the hurricane was hitting Orlando. I literally had my rental car. I was like racing to get to my friend's house. <laughs> and, and she's like, buy gasoline. I'm like, but then my tank's like full no buy gasoline and because everyone buys up the gasoline and they, oh my god it was crazy and i got there and they were folding up the house and oh my god that was crazy so yes 
So before then, it was so I probably haven't done the show since 2000. It's it's funny you mentioned Boca Raton because that's where I was living actually wow. at the time. And I remember I watched Kane Hunter go live on Facebook and he was standing at, he went to try to go stand outside of his hotel room and the uh, curtain went flying in his face. Oh my started. gosh. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. It was nuts. I, so I was in Boca when it hit, which didn't get hit terribly, but no, not at all. Terrified, you know. And then I drove back to Orlando and I did stay one night in the hotel, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, show was canceled. So, yeah, yeah. so I have that. And nuts. then um, I just did a movie called um, the house of eats flesh. Um, it, I play this wacky, crazy, man- maniacal Southern yeah. woman. So much fun to play. I, we have an eye patch. It's great. <laughs> uh, awesome. I, and then um a movie called Mystery Spot just premiered two weeks ago at um, I think the festival's called Fright Fest in London. It Ooh, premiered in London good. and we did receive some amazing reviews, um, such as be sure to bring Kleenex, um, not a horror film. So I'm very, very proud of that. <laughs> and I have more filming to do this year still. So awesome. Fantastic on the groove, keeping busy. Thank you. Yeah. That's the way busy. to do it, honestly. Absolutely. Not going to sit around. <laughs> nope. Um, so where where can your fans find you? What are your social media handles? Um, on Instagram, it's the Lisa Wilcox. Um, I do have Facebook too, but I maybe do that like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm much more active on Instagram. Instagram. And also, um, I have a website and it was just re- updated. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you can see the conventions coming up and what I'm doing. Um, and it's the, it's called, a, it's Lisa E. Wilcox, E for Elizabeth, Lisa E. Wilcox.com. Oh, okay, perfect. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys. Hope you have an amazing fall and Halloween and you just keep staying busy uh, and I hope we see you soon. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope, thank you. And so, yeah. Halloween's most favorite time of the year. The best holiday of all time. <laughs> Is Halloween. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Have right. a great day. Thanks guys. Right. Thank be you so much, Lisa. Lisa. Bye. Take care.